for Eight Shades of Football, your uh, weekly dose of Korean football nonsense. A surprisingly happy bit of intro music there because we're all in a good mood this week. All of our teams won. Uh, no, when I say we're all happy, I mean, uh, so Songnam won. Yep. Seoul won. Yep. Yep. Eland won. Yep. Yep. Aberdeen won. Yep. Celtic won. Yep. Wednesday won. Yep. Yep. All in the same weekend. All in the same weekend. When was the last time that happened, Stato? Well, seeing as Eland are only. 10 months old, uh, I reckon never. Right, so what happened in the Classic? I, was, I wasn't anywhere weird. Anywhere weird? Anywhere, <laughs> any near weird? Where the you, you, went, you went anywhere weird? <laughs> no, I was somewhere very weird. I was in Jongsan, um, but I wasn't anywhere near the K-League, so I've not much idea what happened at the weekend. doesn't make much difference. That's pretty normal. But It should be said that the reason why Stevie wasn't anywhere near a Classic game is because Stevie did complete the 48... Uh, football grounds this weekend. Korean football is completed. It's completed. Yes, we can talk cancel about the fixtures. Talk about talk about your experiences doing that in a bit. You can't do it after, after we reviews. talk about referees. We mark. Yeah, in a bit, like as in <laughs> as in in three weeks' time. You can Skype in for that one, Stephen. First up, God, Incheon, Incheon beat Busan. Well done, Incheon. Next up. <laughs> well, <laughs> interesting enough about that one game. What was quite interesting was Kevin Ora scored. Why is that interesting? It's because I, I like to... Because like you like Big Kevin Oritz? I, I like Big Kevin. I think he's a good player. I think he could have went to other teams in the Classic. I think he could have left Inchon uh, when they were shy. And I think he stayed. And I, I like the guy. From what I've heard, he's learned a lot from Edon Gook. Just to relate back to the podcast last week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where did you hear that? He's, uh, he's studied, studied Edon Gook's movements very carefully and thought, I'll have a bit of that as well. I'll have a bit of that as well. And, the, and an Inchon and there he is scoring goals it's obviously worked and an Inchon they're a bit easier indeed yes yeah so uh, good to see Inchon sitting in 6th and not 3rd <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll we'll skip the next one because I think Paul will want to talk a bit about that um, Jeju lost 1-0 at home to Pohang bit disappointing really for who? Jeju? Pohang? Oh, me as a Seoul fan. Ah, okay. What was interesting about that game was, I believe this every single game, <laughs> was Son scored a penalty. Excellent, that'll be why I saw a lot about Son on the internet at the weekend. I think so, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming so. Yeah, it was all over. There was even guys in the UK and everything were getting yeah, excited about Son so scoring a goal. So, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess. Must be a, a huge Pohang support. Well, obviously the key the classic does have a worldwide support. If people in the UK, it will be when I go home. <laughs> will be, yeah. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy that uh, Son's penalty got such, such resounding recognition all over Twitter. Excellent. Well done, Son. Well done, Son. Hopefully, you can do it again next week. Indeed. Somebody's <laughs> not got a game, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Songnam, Songnam were at home, and they meet. They meet the bite of Guangzhou. <laughs> meet the bite of Guangzhou. Yes, they did. They met the bite. They beat the might of Guangzhou. They beat the meat. They beat the meat of Guangzhou. You were criticizing us for, for <laughs> fucking up last week. It's harder than it looks. <laughs> it's worse than it sounds. But anyway, yeah. Uh, the only interesting thing about that game was actually there was nothing interesting, but uh, no, Guangzhou... There must be something interesting. Guangzhou are garbage. I mean, Guangzhou are a poor team. Uh, Wang Joe scored again. Brumming goal. Absolute brumming goal. Took it. Uh, ball came in at the box and it kind of bounced off a combination of, I think it was Nam Jun, Nam Jun Jae and the goalkeeper. And Jun Jae kind of turned around and passed it back to Wang Joe, who was in the edge of the box, who had the defender right in front of him and the goalkeeper. And he kind of like did this little shimmy to the side made himself some space and curled it into the top corner the top far away corner it was with international games coming up in October if he keeps doing that he won't get like I'll have no, cha- no <laughs> choice but to leave him out right? yeah. I mean it was a brilliant goal it was a brilliant goal um, then Sonam pummeled him for the remaining <coughs> seven minutes of the half uh, second half Guangzhou came out and for the first three minutes kind of just ran ran Sonam ragged uh, Kim Ho Nam Good equaliser in 48 minutes. Again, Park Chun Hyuk was probably half to blame along with the defence as well. It's like Songnam, if Songnam had a decent defence and, de- and a decent goalkeeper, they would be sitting second in the league, I'm convinced of it. Which I think we probably did talk about last week, but 
Um, so basically saying if half your team were better, you'd be better. <laughs> well, with 11 players, take two of them out. Stevie, that leaves nine. If, if that's half... Maybe, maybe, decent maybe, defence is not... If you're more than one... If you're only playing one at the back, that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're well, looking for. You two players. Said a decent defence and a decent goalkeeper. Ah, a, a decent defender, I said. No, you said no, defence. Defense. <laughs> anyway... It's one at the back for me. It's still my half team. It's, it's, it's a third of the team then if we've we got a defence, midfield and attack, yeah? <laughs> Not if you're okay. solved with your five men. <laughs> but I thought yeah. we're solved. We're we're we just eight at the back. <laughs> I don't know, man. Playing pretty good this season. Anyway, cut long story short. Uh, they threw everything at Guangzhou after that. And uh, a long ball up. Must have been a lot of red cards then. No, no, no. The red team was biased. Uh, a long ball up kind of broke to... Uh, the, I think Wangy Joe got it. Uh, sold sold the Guangzhou defence, passed it through to Kim Dong Hee, who ran clean through one on one with the goalkeeper and slipped it easily under him. Uh, just like David Cameron and a pick. <coughs> and uh, that was it, yeah, 2 1. Thoroughly deserved. Uh, the masses went mental. Yep, all 4,822 of us, or whatever it was, it was there. Um, the masses went mental just, just at that point, the ball beer girl came out. And started giving away cans. And you went mental. <laughs> I went mental. I was like, wait. Um, but yeah, it was. Good. I mean, it was a good game for a game played against Guangzhou. I think I have to say that. Like I've seen Guangzhou a couple of times. I think they're terrible. I think they they kind of drain games by how they play. Like Stevie said in in the red button, the Brazilians are probably uh, the worst Brazilians I've ever seen. And what I actually showed they are footballers. I think they maybe. And you've seen a lot of Brazilians. I've seen a lot of Brazilians <laughs> in my time. Uh, and those two are the worst shaggy head ones I've seen um, but I think yeah the it's not an easy title to win is it worst Brazilian in the K-League but I think, it's not I think really the two of them are uh, definitely up there challenging yeah. although the Jeju guys are probably giving them a, a, a hard time as well they are poor though they are really poor and probably Busan's as well but I think yeah I, mean, I think Songnam deserved the three points over, over the 90 minutes and uh, it was a big victory for us we've had a couple of Bad results of late, and I think it was good to, to get us back on the back on the winning track again. And hopefully it'll be enough to keep us in the top six and maybe even propel us higher up the table to the, to the dizzy heights of third. Giving up in second then? No, never. <laughs> and then the other the other game on Saturday then, Ulsan were at home to Chunam. Uh, Chunam managed to score two, which is... Pretty good feat for them. They had two goals in the first 11 minutes, I think, through Ristich. And then, for whatever reason, it all went wrong. And they ended up losing 3-2. It all went wookie-shaped. It all went wookie-shaped, indeed. Kim Chinook pulled one back before half-time. Then Masuda put it to each before the wookie, uh, I guess, made up for his shocking penalty. He's a weird one as a Wookiee, isn't he? He is a weird I one, I mean, yeah. he's one of these guys who... Well, you mean football-wise? <laughs> just, 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 just generally, general. yeah. But <laughs> he's a weird one, generally. I mean, when he's good, he's really good. Yeah. And when he's bad, he's absolutely awful. <laughs> yeah. Like, when he's... Yeah, they... He doesn't just, play many average games. He's either yeah. absolutely honking or he just destroys the opposition. I mean, I, I think that's why he, he's, he's never got the move to Europe that he craves, because I think when people come to view him... Or, or scout him, he's either great or wow. If they watch him twice, they're going to see watch one good one, one, one bad one. Yeah. So I think, I think that's the thing. I mean, he's, he's the kind of guy who would be, you know, like an, like an international class Brazilian on, on YouTube, but in reality, he's just a kind of average Korean player. Um, but he, I mean, as you said, when he's good, he's brilliant. He's almost unplayable. And then he has moments like the penalty against Jeju, or moments like the game, I can't remember who, who it was. Uh, Korea versus in the East Asian Cup when he was honking Korea versus was it North Korea? It was Japan. Japan he played against. Japan, it was a middle game he played yeah, the full, full ninety. He did like nothing more or less. Like, absolutely nothing for the ninety minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, he obviously knows that Uli's picking his team for the, the upcoming two internationals over the next few days. I guess yeah. I mean, but he's trying to play himself back into it again. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole Ulsan team seem to have improved though. I think they've won three of the last four. Um, and they're actually starting to pick up points and climbing up the table slowly but surely. Just, yeah, as we said, too little, too late. Then a good start, absolute crap in the middle, and then a good end. Yeah. Yeah, although the start was quite short and the middle was quite long. Yeah. 
All right, so that was a classic. Uh, Paul, I guess you want to give us the full rundown on the uh, Suwon Seoul game, the big grudge match. The not really the super match, e super match. I can't. You don't want to talk about the other match first. No. Okay. Uh, John would be dead on three one. There okay, we go. Let's move on. Did not see Lex on Facebook, sort of crying about how he was so certain Chumba were going to lose and blah blah blah. So yeah. Should we talk about Lex? Uh, if you want to. But okay. Chongdu are keeping up their lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one record. Apart from the one last two? No, because they lost midweek in ACL. Oh, smarters. Indeed. <laughs> 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 but then you have to put their draw in as well, which would ruin it. The draw yeah. from the first leg. Ah, smarters as well. <laughs> no, because you just put the ACL in when it works. <laughs> you leave out when it does this. <laughs> Dumb, dumber, and stupid in the corner. <laughs> How's your stomach, Mark? <laughs> it, that, it's clogged. I think it's <laughs> an expression. <laughs> I will just leave the podcast there. We'll leave you with that pretty picture. <laughs> yes, so Chonbuk beat Dejon 3-1. I think that was always going to happen. It was pretty, very much expected. Not a surprise. Um, Edongook got an early goal and got a new contract in the back of it apparently yeah. Egan Ho scored I think that's maybe his first for Chonbuk Possibly. don't remember seeing the name on the score sheet previously Dejon pulled one back gave them a little bit of hope which only lasted four minutes and then it was 3-1 so now you want to talk about Suwon Paul nah let's just, just move on shall we okay. right. so it was uh, 7-0 to Suwon at the weekend <laughs> no I mean obviously Seoul went down to Suwon Aprilish, was it? Yeah, uh, yeah. A- April, maybe May, and got absolutely, yeah, absolutely pumped. Lost five one. Um, this was. I was going to say absolutely hammered, but that was Mark, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was smashed. <laughs> he was twatted. Um, so this was being touted as the big, big revenge match, right? And obviously, over the summer we had the first goalless super match. Was it was it a big game? Was were people actually up for it? Were people excited? Was it a full house, or are people just kind of getting to that point in the season where it's like ah, it doesn't really matter? Um, the home fans, it was quite full. They obviously, had the top the top tier of the north stand was blocked off, and most of the top tier of the east stand was blocked off. They had a, a section open in the middle, okay. but there's plenty of seats and wasn't much noise. Um, the good thing was, do you remember a couple of years ago there was that, that guy playing for Cheju and had a heart attack on the pitch and collapsed? Yes. Shin Il Rock? Shin Young Rock, I think. Shin Young Rock. He was in a coma for like six months, wasn't he? Yeah. So he did the ceremonial kickoff. O- over time, I've been wondering how his, his re- rehabilitation was going. Um, I can tell you not that well. Yeah. They brought him on to the almost. They brought one to <coughs> the, the, the end of the circle in a wheelchair. And and he, walked all, he walked from the, the sideline all the way to the circle, and then he got taken uh, off in a wheelchair. Did he? Uh, uh, did he get taken off the wheelchair? Yeah. I know he got taken off the wheelchair. I thought, I just, when I turned it on, I just saw him kind of hobbling along, and the wheelchair was right next to him, so I thought he'd just got out of the wheelchair. But he's a bit like, uh, who was that boxer that got Michael... Oh, Michael Watson. Yeah. Like that, he's really he can't walk on aid, and he needs someone to okay. steady him. And so, yeah, but he got a very warm reception from everyone. I guess he used to play for Suwon, did he? Back in the day, at some point. Yeah, I think he started life at, at Suwon. I don't think he was very good, to be honest. But I think he was one of these young guys that was mm. touted as the next best thing, but never really, never really achieved what he was set out to achieve, and then moved to Jeju, and obviously. Yeah, had his had his medical problems and you never really know what he could have gone on to do. But mm. good to see. At least he seems to be getting better anyway. And then Jay doesn't offer him a contract. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Strange things have happened. Chad's going to part you, young one, and he's probably spent more time in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. So I think 
you and I had a bit of chat about Seoul's attacking lineup. Yeah. Backing goal was Yuzang Un after one match out, which was a bit odd. It was a bit odd. Because it's not like Kim Young Dae <coughs> did anything particularly wrong against No, it was, it was quite strange. The, yeah. the, the, the lineup in general was strange. Was strange. I mean, like, Che has been playing, or I mean, as far as I've seen, Che has been playing kind of like one up front or mm. kind of like one off the front uh, striker or something. But yeah, he went like, you know, Rock, uh, Adriano, uh, Molina, Takahagi, all when he pitched at one time. Like, pretty attacking lineup. Uh, I think the other th- interesting thing Even was. Even Osmond was really high up as well. The other interesting thing was that the, the sole defence most of the season has been Kim ching and Lee Young-hee and normally Kim Nam-chun in the, in the middle. And this time he dropped, I think, I assume Lee Young-hee was suspended and he dropped Kim ching to the bench and brought in Kim Dong-woo and, I know, Pak Young-woo, this guy, 34. So that's what I thought was so strange was because they, yeah. I thought if you're going to bring a, a makeshift defence, at least put... The one guy who's a defender in your team, they can, they can. They, I thought you'd have played Osman in defence. Yeah. But he played him in front of the defence. So really strange. So it's quite a young, very makeshift defence, and quite an attacking sort of front half of the pitch, and it worked really, didn't it? So. I mean, the, the first I, I watched it on uh, Neighbour, they couldn't be the Songnam game, and the first like ten minutes, Songnam, uh, Songnam, uh, Suwon. Suwon looked like they probably looked like they were going to scare scare Suwon. Maybe not a repeat of 5-1, but definitely I thought Suwon looked like they were going to probably bag a couple of goals. Yeah. Uh, Takahagi looked like he, 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 was, he was like a raging lunatic. Yeah, he, I didn't think he was going to make well, yeah, he, he, was, he, was he didn't in make the 90 minutes because he was taken off yeah. after an hour or so, right? But he was, he was booked in 14 minutes. Uh, but yeah, he was but he looked like he was going to get booked again. Yeah. But that was equally uh, mirrored by uh, is it o, o Bumsock, yeah. the Suwon number four, who was booked in ten minutes for fouling Adriano, then fouled him again, like ten minutes later, then fouled him again, like, like, like a few minutes after that. And you were like, how's he still on the pitch? So it's three yellow so, cards. So we, we, had, you know, we had three yellow cards actually given within the first 20 minutes, and it's not often you see that at a yeah. game, is it? Plus a whole bunch of others, which, as you said, could have been given. Yeah. So I mean, I had a bit of bite. I think, um, you know, like, and as I said, it looked for the first 15 minutes or so that Suwon were probably going to edge it, um, and then I think so settled. Adriano definitely, I think, was the was the big difference. Yeah. I think. I think there was two big differences. I think Adriano, undoubtedly for Seoul, Seoul didn't have him in the five-one game or or the nothing each. And I think Chung to say not being in, in the Suwon team was massive. Yeah. I mean, like, to say, I mean, like, he ruled like, the last two, uh, the last three super matches. Um, and I think that was a huge difference for, for Suwon. So they Adriano scored after 20 minutes with a penalty. Did yeah. he die for that himself or did somebody else die? No, somebody else died for him. Um, it was. Wasn't a die. Uh, I mean, it was a it was a shoulder. To, okay, the the actual initial challenge, right, was undoubtedly shoulder to shoulder. There's no like, there's no one can say it wasn't. Mm. But yes, there was a hand out as well. He may or may not have tugged the sole player's shirt, but the initial contact was definitely shoulder to shoulder. I think just the Su one player had a little bit more force in his shoulder. Sent him flying, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, and the Seoul guy was going down, and I think the Su one player's <coughs> hand was out as well. So, the Seoul player, number 27, Ko Gwang Min, who's normally a right back when he plays, so he's often Chaudhary's replacement today, or that day he was playing left back, and he was he was immense that day. He was launching himself into tackles, bombing down the left wing, Yeah. and he bombed down the left wing and burst into the area maybe about two, three metres in from the touchline, yeah. and ad- he pushed the ball past the Suwon guy, which was Yom, Yon Jimin, yeah. and as he went to run past him, the Suwon guy sort of just shoulder-charged him down. So... And he went flying. As Koreans are want to do, wouldn't they? I mean, it, was a, it was a definitely fair... It was, a, it was definitely a fair shoulder-challenge, but there was a hand involved as well. Mm-hmm. Like it did look as if he was kind of shoulder-challenging, but also tugging on his shirt. 
I mean, I, I, can, I, I see why the referee gave it. You know, like it was one of those ones that happened pretty quickly. The soap player did go flying. It was a dangerous situation. If I'd been outside the box, it wouldn't have been a foul. Inside the box, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to get them. Yeah. It doesn't take much times. to get a penalty in the K League, actually. So or apparently at Pataudra. <laughs> Apparently catching the ball is fine, it's just if you trip someone up, <laughs> yeah. it's a problem. When's, when's the next Aberdeen Celtic game? How long uh, do I have to listen to end shit of for? October. End of October, I think it is. Okay. But uh, I mean, I think definitely, I mean, at that point, I think that was a turning point. Because at that point, as I said, Sue won, I thought we were going to win it. Yeah. Uh, at that point, after the, after Adriano scored the penalty, there was only going to be one team winning from there. He took it well, didn't he? Yeah, you want to talk about it, Paul? So. Uh, well, should, we should say Suwon obviously weren't taking the game that seriously because they'd put Young in goals. <laughs> yeah. The guy, no, has disappeared. You don't even see him in the squad there. Yep. So I don't know if he was injured or. Even this He's gone off yeah. in the half because Jung's been picked ahead of him or what's up. It's quite soon as well that, that both Gallo and Santos were, were on the bench. I thought he just said it was Santos. Not Gallo, he's shit, but. I, I think Santos was on the bench when on. I saw him against Pohang as well. Seems to be. I think he's putting him off the bench quite a lot these days. Yeah. Anyway, back to the penalty. Back to the penalty. So I think we've talked a couple of times about Adriano's penalty style. Is he sort of cockily strolls up to the ball, waits for the cockily strolls up. Cockily. <laughs> <laughs> waits for like a three-legged stroll. <laughs> cockily. I mean, cockily. He's too. I don't know what the correct expression is, but I don't think it's cockily. Cockily? What's wrong with cockily? Cocky. Maybe it's just the way you say it. <laughs> but the way you say it, it sounds like cockily. Is he a bit cocksure, is he? It's like, it's like yeah. you, you imagine that there's some like 20 year old Chinese girl sitting in front of you. I found you a new one. <laughs> I wanted you to do one. Anyway. The next time you see one, just straight up cockily. <laughs> he straps it up to the ball. With a cocky swagger. Yeah. <laughs> Cockily-ish. Arrogantly. Uh, uh, wait, waited for Jung to dive Cockishly one way. probably is <laughs> Waited for Jung to dive one way and put the ball in the other corner. Yeah. And we, we, we talked a little bit about us earlier saying didn't understand why Jung moved. He should have just called his bluff. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. I, I don't know if, if Adriano was... Phasing goalkeepers out, but by looking at them or staring at them or, or, or something. But it doesn't seem to me as if it's a particularly intimidating, you know, like technique. I mean, you would feel that if you just stood still, that Adrian would then be forced to go shut and he hit the ball somewhere. Yeah. And then and you would just get it from there. Yeah. And then he's, by the time if you wait him out, he's right up to the ball. Yeah. He's got no, he's no not going to get any power or any lift or much direction. So. Either that or it just ends up in a steering contest for the next <laughs> 25 minutes. The referee's like, I don't quite know what to do. <laughs> I think the Welsh against the, the New Zealand hackers. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, very strange, but That's effective. Someone presumably is going to call him out at some point. But maybe your man, whatever his name is. Paxton Huck. Yeah. But only because you have fallen asleep. <laughs> Not because there's any that like, skill would be like, what happened there? Oh, he's just shot, okay. So, yeah. And then Seoul obviously went 1 0 ahead. And then after that, they seemed to grow in confidence, played some nice attacking football. Mm. Uh, 40 minutes in, they won a corner. Ooh, it's a corner. <laughs> <laughs> right, so. Let's wrap it up. I think we've heard, we've heard about 40 minutes on this game, Paul. <laughs> I think your review of the match has lasted longer than the game itself. Uh, we're still only at 20 minutes. <laughs> right. So, Adriano bagged the other <laughs> one. Tell me about that goal. 40 minutes in, got a corner. Anyone that... <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you tell me about the goal without saying, ooh, we got a corner? <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me about the second goal, Paul. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I see the ladder was going to go rumbling again. <laughs> I think we'll go with the rumbling option if you don't think so. Oh, I keep from over there. I wasn't expecting it. So, Paul, tell me about the second goal. 40 minutes in. 
Paul <laughs> just say uh, cross came in. Our general headed it on the keeper goal. <coughs> Forty minutes in, Molina banged in a set piece from the corner flag. It's <laughs> <laughs> a name for them. What do you call them again? Right. So you won Paul, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> right. Forty minutes in. Sol reward in a corner. <laughs> you can't use that word now, it's fucked. Just cross him in from the left. <laughs> I can do it. You can't, fucking, we can't. There's no way all three of us can do it. Do you two want to go out for fucking 30 seconds? Okay. Alright, 40 minutes in, Sol got a corner. From the left or from the right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that's watched Sol for any period of time will know that Molina's set pieces are generally shite. Mm -hmm. But this one he banged in perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) So, 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Molina banged in corner perfectly. And unmarked little, I mean, Adriano's a li- only a little guy, right? Yeah, he's not that tall. But he was unmarked, he rose in the box, pa- planted a perfect header, past the flailing arms of Jong, 2-0 up. Soul fans still celebrating when uh, one of the Suwon, I'm not sure if it was Jong or if it was one of the defenders, tried to clear it. Weak it was a defender, it was, um, yeah, it was a defender. Weak clearance and Char nipped in, took it. Drove on into the box, stuck it in the far post past Jong's. Again, flailing arms. He didn't make much. Of, well, he didn't get his angles right. I don't think it didn't look. It wasn't a particularly good shot by Char, was it? Uh, actually, the ball went in off the post. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of bounced, bounced along the ground and then hit the post and yeah, went in. I looked like it was going out. Uh, or going, not going out, so going by. Yeah. But then I kind of hit the post and spun inside. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then the Char did his trademark goal celebration. Cupping his balls. I've <laughs> no idea if it's trademark or not, but um, I don't think he's done before. Well, he, 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 he's he trademark goal celebration of looking a bit surprised. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that me? Uh, he, he ran right up to the Suwon fans, cupped his ears, <coughs> and a kind of we are all Neil Lennon um, type gesture. So apparently he'd been getting a lot of abuse from Suwon fans. Yeah, some of the stuff that they were shouting was pretty disgusting. Yeah. And then I heard on Twitter. And then, yeah. Probably some of some of the stuff we said last week in the podcast. Yeah, I think yeah. I mean, I think there was some stuff. I think there was a lot of stuff getting said. Like, apparently, you know, like Park Chu Young's reaction at, at Dejan fans. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about how there's not really this rivalry and there's not really this like um, you know like real kind of rival fan culture. But I think there actually is. Uh, I, I remember a situation where I think it was Hong Yun Yun Bit Garam was back playing at, at Songnam. And the Songnam fans were screaming abuse, and even one of the guys who was standing next to me, a Korean guy, said, "Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa that's that, that's a little bit too far." When it was some along the lines of, "I hope ten generations of your family uh, are born inbred or with no arms or something," it was just like a vile slur at you and Bit Graham just because he left the club. Um, so yeah, so I, I mean, I think Chow probably was getting some shit about his his so he, he cupped life his, and stuff. He cupped his ears, and then someone chucked a banana at him. Plus, you know. For Seoul Suwon games, they always give away free bananas. Yeah, for that very purpose. Presumably. Even when there weren't any black players playing, they're still giving away the free bananas. But ah, oh, that's what I read on Twitter. Pardon, that's what, sorry, that's what they were they were calling him. Like, he said he looked like a monkey. That's what they were calling him. They were calling him. They were screaming monkey abuse at him. That's what I read on Twitter. Which is quite ironic because that was the exact same thing he, he complained about when he played in Scotland. The St Johnson fans were calling him a monkey. So, 3 0 up at half time. Soul fans in. Okay, so we're only at half time. <laughs> Dreamland. Does this go extra time with penalties this match? So, you have to be on a 1 7 0, yeah? No, second. It's the Soul. Obviously, Trey gave an absolutely brilliant team talk because the Soul that came out for the second half was the Soul we've all seen and loved mm. for the rest of this year. And they were. But it doesn't matter. You went to Sue and you won 3 0. 1 3 0. Everything's great. Sue had a couple of chances, but. They had one of those days where nothing they did worked out and everything sold did worked out basically. 
So it's always Rosie in the sole camp. Three-year three deal for Che. Yep. Three-year so. deal for Molina. Probably. Give him a twenty percent pay rise. Yeah. Just to stop the Chinese coming in and nicking him. Yeah. Free transfer for Adriano because you obviously don't need him anymore. Right. So. Back to the usual shot on Wednesday, I would think. Hopefully. Hopefully. And by usual shot, you mean song then? This is why they need to get rid of Che though, because he, well, obviously we don't know what his influence was pre-match or at half-time. Yeah, but sure he wasn't just late for the game and he turned up at <laughs> half-time. <laughs> What's that? I'm three now. Okay, you stop playing there. You back there. You get off. <laughs> Take a haggy. What are you doing playing? He's gone in and torn them a new one. He's like, how are you all the feet in my pooping? What's going on here? <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, they can play well once in a while, but they just don't most of the time. So, yep. Che out. Yeah, I, I mean that's the most frustrating thing when you're supporting a team that's not doing that well when you see that they can actually turn it on when they want to but they play when they want to rather yeah. than but it's not going to make that much difference in terms of league is it Chumbuk have run away with it Dijon have run away at the other end in the opposite direction yeah. well I mean within the space of basically <coughs> one week Seoul have handed, made sure that Chumbuk are going to win the title right by going down there and getting pumped and then pumping Seoul on the next week yeah pretty much yeah I think now, yeah, you're looking at probably Su Won Pohang battling out for second place and Songnam Seoul battling out for fourth. Fourth? <laughs> well, what a battle. What a battle, indeed. Okay. Also a battle in the challenge. At the challenge time. Anyway. Um, I think, well, you probably know more about the Elan game than I do this week because you yeah, were here. I was there. You enjoyed your trip thoroughly, didn't you? Horrendous. Yeah, I think it's a bad. I mean, how would you describe your jam shell experience in one word? <sighs> that was it. <laughs> um, I mean, that's when you should have farted. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to sum up really quickly because I don't think anyone wants to really hear about the experience anyway, and because I'm a bit concerned I make one as long as Paul's. Um, but I think I will sum up by just saying it's not football. There may be football happening on the pitch, but nothing else. Outside of the like off the pitch, there's nothing designed for a football fan or a football crowd or a football team or a football experience. It's, it's like American multiple, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 so Americanized. It's so uh, hipster esque. It's so uh, boutique culture shite. Um, from it's not even Americanized because if the Americans were doing it, they'd have done it well. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like yeah, it's an idea. Yeah, it's like yeah. Something, but it's, it's not. I mean, really they, from from having was it ten mascots or something? They all holding up different signs when no one gives a shit what they're saying. Um, like to, I, I just found that the whole thing tired from like you know eighty one craft beer. Who gives a shit? Eighty one is now famous for craft beer, is it? I thought it's one was famous for hookers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It might have become famous for craft beer. No I think you've missed to, out in the last ten years. Like, nothing's meant to anybody who, who, who's not a hooker for me to one, but seriously, it's, it's not famous for, you know, like, it's been famous for, for craft beer, as you said, for the last couple of years. Yeah. But there's this big 81 craft beer truck at like 6,001 a, a, a glass, um, a cup, sorry. Swedish hot dogs. Didn't know what a Swedish hot dog is. Just in case you want to know, just in case you want to know, a Swedish hot dog is a hot dog in a tortilla with these crispy things that I don't know what they are. Nachos. I think it's the crispy onions, I think. Uh, and um, some sweet corn. And some sweet corn. Yeah, sweet corn, which you can get. Yeah. yeah. And I think there was a pizza stand because people kept having these square boxes, but I'm not sure what was in them. Pizza, yeah. There is yeah. a pizza stand you can get. Slightly overpriced pizza. And I mean, it's like the truck idea, okay, fine. But again, it, I think it turns into this whole idea of like, let's just go and stand at the truck and have a couple of beers and oh yeah, the games are in the background. But it's not really important. You know, I want to go and have my eat one craft beer and my Swedish hot dog. I think those seem to be more... Isn't, isn't, isn't that better than well, the beer I can give or take, but the fact they're making more effort to have decent food, whether we think it's, it's decent not. or not. But surely it's better than the fucking grilled squid and ramen you get at any other ground. I mean, I get that point, yeah, but I just feel it's so, just, I don't know, it's so weird. It doesn't, I think if those trucks were outside, I somebody would have felt better. I, I just, I think the whole thing just seemed really contrived. 
and it created this really yeah. strange atmosphere. It's, it's, a, it's a very different atmosphere there than where you yeah you get anywhere else. Particularly in the challenge, where usually you're going to a big concrete bowl civic stadium with nobody in it. Yeah. Um, so it's quite different when you go to Jamshell. I think part of the, part of the reason why they've done a lot of these things is they've, they've tried to tried to kind of make an advantage out of something that's been a disadvantage. So there's nowhere track. in Jamshell mm. that you can actually mm. get stuff. So they couldn't have a. I don't think they have like a CU or a beer stand or something. Yeah. So they've thought, well, how do we fill that gap of not being able to give people beer and food? Let's have a brainstorming session. And well, why don't we go eat one and get some nice beer? And why don't we get yeah. some different foods well, like that? Them, but it doesn't really work. It doesn't work. It they doesn't have the, work. The mobile CTU, right? Which doesn't sell beer. Yes, it doesn't sell beer anymore. It used to. The first, the first day it did, and, and then, then the craft beer I guess the like craft beer guys have come. And that's part of the problem, I think, is that they're kind of. I think they've had these good ideas, and then it's kind of tied them into a way of doing things, which is like. The craft beer guys now say, well, we don't want people bringing beer into the ground. Yeah. We want them buying our beer. Yeah. We don't want the CU selling beer for 2,500 a can. We want them buying our 6,000 a cup beer. So there's, there's kind of stuff like that that's going on that's really weird. The biggest thing, though, is there's just no atmosphere in the stadium. That it's just dead silent. Particularly, the only atmosphere comes from the away fans. So if you've got Butch on there, if you've got Anyang there, they make noise. But the home fans do nothing. I mean, like, the view is amazing. I mean, like, you, you won't get a better view anywhere in the K-League. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe Inchon, I And guess. the fact that you're so close to the pitch actually makes the atmosphere seem even weirder because yes. you can hear all the players yeah. shouting at each other. Yeah. You can hear everything that's going on. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of the stuff that they did earlier, like, you know, the, the containers at both ends have gone. Yeah. You know, when we scored goals, they used to do fireworks and things, and they stopped doing that. Um, so now you've just kind of got the stripped back, slightly cheaper version of everything, and there's no atmosphere at all. Even when we scored the goal, it's like yep, nothing polite happened. applause from two thirds of people, and the other two thirds not even notice it. Was yeah, scored. I mean, like, Elan <laughs> scored. They've scored a goal against the top of the, you know, you know, the, the top of the table. It's a huge goal. It's a huge game, um, and yeah, people just stood up. There wasn't like a, that there wasn't an eruption of passion and, and emotion. It was like. We scored. Well done. Of course, some of the actual fans who have who have got into the club and have got into the idea and have and you can call them fans. They they were jumping up and they were hugging each other and and, and stuff. But it it was just. I mean, having been to several challenge clubs, you know, having been to like you know Butchon and Anya and, and seeing those are fans. You know, they, they, those are real fans who are kind of like uh, like who celebrate and cheer. I just find it really weird. They, they, the lack of atmosphere is something that, that, that I think the size of the stadium around it doesn't help any either. You know that you have this like tiny little stand in the middle of this huge space, um, so uh, you just you can't really hear anything that is being sung if there is anything being sung. You, you tend to get you tend to get little pockets of like two or three people doing something, but there'll be there'll be a half a dozen at the front, three up the back, yeah. two over there, and two over there. And nothing's um, coordinated. And it's not really coordinated, and it. I think people as well, because it's so quiet, people get really self-conscious. Yeah. They don't want to make noise. They don't want to break the silence. They don't want to be the idiot standing up shouting or singing when nobody else near them is. And the person next to them is, you know, a family with two little kids or something. They don't want to be the guy shouting. I mean, I, I didn't even notice the game had kicked off. I mean, I, would, I was checking in on on the yeah, like four screen and stuff, and then I looked up and I was like, oh god, the, the game started. I didn't even know it started. Uh, there was three of us there, um, and I don't think anyone left it particularly haven't enjoyed it. Um, it's and actually, what I said to Alistair as I was walking out was it's been done. I've been. I said I would go to an Elan game. I went to one. I went to one against what was supposed to be the best team. Obviously, they're shite now. Um, that's it. I don't. I don't see me going back this season. Um, if Elan somehow get up, if they do win through the playoff spots. They have to move to North Stadium. They cannot keep that same idea. They can't do that. Not with John Books and um, Songnams and Souls and Suwans coming at home. It'll be a nightmare. They, it's just there's just nothing there. There's just like they need to do something in the close season. If they if they get promoted, even if they don't get promoted in the close season, they need to have you know like fan elections to elect a cheerleader. You know, let someone to keep the songs going 
if there are songs or something, they have to do something. I think they put everything else in place, you know, like the strips and so on, you know, like the temporary stand. I think everything else is put in place and they haven't really thought about it from the fan experience. But you had 2,000 there um, like, uh, yesterday. You're not going to get 2,000 there at games next season unless they can do something to change it. And maybe that just means getting a fan group, getting... Uh, I mean, I don't particularly like... I they choreographed. From what I understand, they, kind of, they deliberately said they didn't want that kind of artificial yeah. fan group. But what they've ended up with is it's nothing. Nothing. They kind of said we wanted to, they wanted to build that to build up naturally, which, like, which, which, is, which great. is great. But maybe it was a bit unrealistic given you know a brand new team and you've got a bunch you've got a bunch of guys there. I'll be interested to know. I don't really know what the background of most of them is, but it's either people who support other teams in the K League or people who have spent the last five, ten years not supporting football in the K-League. Yeah. So they're either not football fans or they're fans of another team. There are a lot of people who double up and go to Elan because they don't want to go away to yeah. or wherever Seoul or Seoul. I know that there's a lot of people who travel, like Songnam fans or Seoul fans or whatever, or just alternate. Yeah. But there's also, I think, a bunch of people who are just going along. Because and there's a lot of... It's the local team or it's the Elan team. They're probably Elan employees. There's, there's a few people that are... Like disaffected Seoul fans or disaffected Suwon fans or people that have been kicked out of the official mm-hmm. Seoul supporter groups for misbehaviour. Mm. I mean, it was. You do some misbehaviour at Jamjil, any kind of behaviour. I mean, it, it was. It was but interesting. But it's, it's weird. I mean, it's also it's in you know the second division. It's in the challenge. There's no good atmosphere in the challenge anywhere really. Even at Anyang and Butchon. Yeah. There's so few people in such big stadiums that it's not still not really an atmosphere. You get the, the hundred hardcore fans or the fifty hardcore fans doing their best, and you probably find Eland have got about the same. But it's just because of the environment, the way mm. everybody's crammed in together, you don't get the same impression of a group mm. actually being mad supporters. It's just individuals doing their own thing, and it, it is it's weird. And I think it's got worse as the season has gone on. Um, I think there's been. Well, what's it like away from home? When well, the thing as well is that they seem to follow. That they actually seem to follow the the assigned seating. That we didn't. That we just went in and sat where we wanted to sit. But I felt as if everyone, that most other people, actually went and sat in the assigned seat. Yeah. So then that is going to affect the atmosphere as well because you know you have these uh, guys who want to sing, three families next to them. Okay, can't sing. These guys who want to sing, a bunch of kids next to them. And I think the, the assigned seating idea as well. Crazy! You're not going to fill that stand. Just let people go and sit where they want, and that might help an atmosphere create naturally because people might all gather in one corner. And I, I think area. the sign seating can work, but if you're going to do that, you need to have a separate, like, active supporting. Yeah, they got fan zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah like, that's probably one of the things they could have done with is just having a, you know, this is the, the supporter section. Yeah. Um, they haven't. I guess again. They don't have the stand behind the goals, which is a natural place where the supporters usually usually go to. Um, but yeah, the assigned seating thing is really weird. I guess they did it to try and to try and give it as another perk for the guys who put their money up and bought season tickets or bought the Founders mm. Club or whatever, because they get first pick. They get like three days before they can go in and pick their assigned seats, and then it opens up to general sale, and then they can go and pick their assigned seats. But yeah, people do tend to kind of follow it. Yeah. And even the supporters, they'll just individually book their own seats and then kind of say, oh, I'm sitting here, and somebody else says, oh, I'm sitting over there. So, yeah. They need, they, I think they need, to, they need to rethink a lot of what they're doing in terms of the fan experience because it's not that fun for anybody because I think people who are not really football fans are going to go along and be bored. Yeah. People who are football fans are going to go along and think, mm, I'm not really... It's not really yeah. what I expect from a football match. Um, and anybody that goes along and sees the halftime show from MC Prime will only want to punch him in the face. Yeah, yeah he's, <laughs> uh, he's just beyond... He is... He, if you look up cockily in the dictionary, his, his picture is there. Yeah, he's just... And uh, he's dressed in his little teeny-weeny outfit. And yeah, he's, 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 he's a little green hat on and a, and oh, a yellow scarf and a pair of shorts and sandals. Wow. Yeah, complete idiot. Definitely. But yeah, I mean, the game itself... Was okay. The score obviously was good, but the actual experience is not something I'll rush back to do again. But you saw Bobby score a goal. Not many people can say that. I, I saw Bobby score a goal. Second of the season. 
he saw Bobby slide it in. I did, I did sub, but I saw. I saw, I saw. Because I think put it in with a cheeky wee flick as well. Did you see? Yeah, it, it was a back heel. It was. What do you mean? What do you mean? Did I see it? Of course, it was there. Probably <laughs> <laughs> on your phone or reading a book or something. It was. Uh, I can't remember who created. I think it was Jim and Guy who put it in. I'm not really sure. And yeah, Bobby at the front post with a little back heel flick uh, by the pass the keeper. Um, something else was a bit annoying is every time Kim Young Kwan gets a touch of the ball, it's super save. No, 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 he's not. He's a good goalkeeper. But they weren't super saves. But I mean, overall, at least both teams attacked um, for all their, their maybe lack of guile. They weren't very good at it. They weren't very good at it. But I mean, big result, huge result, blows the blows the league. Well, yeah, because el- elsewhere Daegu were beating Anyang two 0 which means Daegu are now level with Sangju at the top of the table on fifty two points. And Daegu are, the, well, I mean, their form's not been. Fantastic, but it's certainly been better than Sangju. Yeah. Um, and with that game coming up, as we talked about midweek, probably see Daegu top of the league um, the next time we do a podcast. And then Eland and Suwon are level and third and fourth on 48 points, four points behind. Absolutely. Amazing thing <coughs> that Eland are still four points off the top of the table, given how shit they've been for the last yeah. two months. Um, but it just shows you that Sangju have been poor, Daegu and, and Suwon have been better, but, but not great. Not fantastic. You think Butchon are still one with a chance of a? Of a well, but Butchon are only only four points off the playoff spot, so they're still in with a chance. Um, they were really on fire, Butchon, for a while, but they've kind of stuttered a little bit. Um, I don't think Goyang are in the mix. I think they're just too too up and down, Goyang, and I I don't think Kangwon are in the mix. I'd like to think Anyang are still in the mix, but I think they went on a run of like was it four wins or something mm-hmm, at the trot, yeah. but again they seem to be up and down again now so I think Anyang have probably just left themselves too much to do and they lost to Daegu at the weekend Suwon couldn't beat Goyang which will be a bit of a disappointment for them Ansan managed to beat uh, Kangwon and then Chungju amazingly beat Butchon yes, that's, exactly. that's the kind of result that really screws Butchon because yeah. mm. they seem to have done quite well against the bigger sides um, but when you lose 2-0 to Chungju, who have just been dreadful recently, um, yeah, that's that's going to cost you. So you may not see Almir in the Classic next season. I know you're all desperate to see what colour boots he wears for his first game. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, Midweek games will be deciding who's top of the league. Um, and we'll see how it goes. I'm still not, still not confident with Eland. Um, I, can't, I can't see them catching Daegu and Sangju to get first. And I can't see them making their way through the playoffs because they would have to beat probably Suwon and Sangju or Daegu to get again a two-legger against Busan. Nine games left now. Nine games left now. Cho Won Hee, who apparently is our captain now, have changed it. I don't know why. Um, yeah, he was captain on Sunday. Yeah, I don't know why. Kim Jae Sung was the captain at the start of the season and he was playing um, on Sunday, but Cho Won Hee's the captain now. I guess Brian's decided. Must be. Come in and went, I'm not doing very well, let's change the captain. Blame somebody. <laughs> Point of scapegoat and move on. Um, but yeah, the, the, so the goal show on he said was 10 wins out of 10 games. If they do that, they will win the league. They've got one out of one, so just nine left. If they get nine straight wins, and they've got six matches at home in the last nine, yeah. um, which would normally be quite good, but our home form's really not that great. Um, but I think they're going to need six six more wins to get into the top four to be no six more wins to be competing for the title um, it's going to be tight actually I think most of the teams are probably going to end up somewhere between 60 and 65 so you might find you need six or seven wins to win the league and you need five or six wins to actually be in the top four mm. but we'll see we'll probably lose to Ansan midweek and then we'll be talking about Rainy out again. So thanks to Paul's uh, ex- extended coverage of his match and our extended discussion of Eland. I think we're kind of running out of time, so no rants about referees this week. Oh, I'm afraid. Um, was there anything else in the news? Anything exciting you wanted to talk about? Should we do 20 minutes on Son's great goal? Uh, no, no, let's not. I think we should do 20 seconds because we did all predict it was going to be a flop, and well, he has scored three three goals this week. So there you go. That was 20 seconds. Well that done. That was 20 seconds. Well, well done, done, son. You've already exceeded Pak Jung's 
ability. Probably his minutes on the pitch, <laughs> yeah. at least, anyway. Well, he only played seven Premiership minutes, so he's oh, definitely exceeded that. He's definitely yeah. exceeded that then, yeah. Um, any other news? Or should we just move on and talk about the game uh, that's coming up? At the I think weekend? the only other thing of no- note to mention is that I believe the FA Cup draw is being made on Thursday. But Who's I guess in that? Ulsa and Seoul, Chunnam, Incheon. But I guess we'll talk about it after it's actually been done. We'll review. We'll review it after the preview of yeah. the review of the preview. We'll spend 20 minutes reviewing the. We'll the review FA Cup the draw. review as a preview. Yeah, next week. So let's talk the big game. The big game that's coming up. The only game that's coming up. Match of the day. It is the the Chuseok Spectacular. There's one game in the classic, and it is the rescheduled, and we don't really know why it was yes, we do. put off in the first place. Yes, we do. Was there a dream concert? There was a dream concert at Sangam. Oh, okay. There we go. So it was a dream concert, and now they're going to have a not-so-dream football match. It is uh, Seoul versus Kwangju. Yep. When is it? Monday, 5 o'clock. So if you've got nothing else on, which most of you won't, because it's Chuseok holiday and everything's shot, then come along. Mark will buy you a beer. I will do. Yep. Provided you use the magic phrase, 48 shades of football. Um, I, don't, I don't, really, don't really know how to preview this because obviously we've got... An how many do you think Seoul are going to score? After watching Guangzhou, it'll be 1-0. Preview finish. I think it'll be 1-0. Who's going to die for the penalty? Uh, <coughs> Union Rock. There we go. That's it. That's all we needed to know. Adrian's going to put it to the right-hand side. This could be the game where we just get a staring contest. <laughs> that could just be me, you and Paul, though, after too many beers. Yeah. Then that means we'll get the chance to watch Guangzhou's Brilliant Brazilians one more time. So hopefully this will be the game which puts Seoul up into second. That'd be pretty good going. Is this going to be like an eight-pointer game? <laughs> Isn't it a six-point gap at the minute? I think it's a six point gap. So if, if Suwon lose. Oh, look, at the, look at the right league for a start. We'll <laughs> see <laughs> I believe it's possible. It is possible if Suwon lose. They, they need to score a lot of goals, but yeah. they could could be as. Could they not? Yeah, they could be in second. Yeah, six points week. and an eight goal difference. Oh, didn't, we, didn't we predict earlier that Chunnam were going to pump Suwon 7 0 tomorrow? I don't think we predicted that, but. No. You might have dreamt it, but... And it's like tomorrow, it's Wednesday. Uh, sorry, Wednesday. Well, actually, you're right, it's tomorrow. Well, no, you're not. You're 11 minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> but by the time we finish this fucking thing, it might be tomorrow. Have a bus in three minutes. Mm-hmm. Paul, do you have a song for us? Yeah. I am the one and only. 